Hello and welcome to the Neshama Project podcast where we explore spiritual tools for human thriving. Today, I'd like to begin our exploration of the idea of Or Haganuz, the hidden light, in honor of this Hebrew month of Kislev that we entered last week. The Hebrew month of Kislev is the month in which the holiday Hanukkah occurs. And there is an idea in the month of Kislev of having light that comes from inside, a spiritual light that comes in this very dark, the darkest time of year, the time when there is the least amount of sunshine for many of us on this globe. And so in honor of this month where we cultivate inner light, I'd like to present some teachings on Orhaganus, which means the hidden light. And I'm going to begin by presenting some texts that were collated by Professor Daniel Matt, who is famous for his translation of the Zohar, the 13th century Jewish mystical text, the foundational text of Kabbalah. And next week, I hope to interview uh, Professor Matt about Orhaga News within the Zohar and also within, in general within the Jewish tradition. Uh, but today I'd like to just present these texts. I'm going to just read them straight out. And we will continue our discussion of them in the next episode. So the first text is from Genesis. Genesis 1, 3 and 4. Vayomer Elohim, Yehi Or, Vayehi Or, Vayar Elohim et Aor, Kitov, Vayavdel Elohim, Ben Haor, Uven Hachoshech. God said, Let there be light, and there was light. God saw how good the light was, and God separated the light from the darkness. So this verse begs some questions. First of all, the question is, where is this light coming from if God doesn't create the sun and the moon until later? What is this light that is being spoken of here? And also, where did the darkness come from? If you read the face value of the text of Genesis, the darkness was already there. And the presence of God was there with the darkness. Perhaps the darkness is just an absence of light. Perhaps the darkness is the fundamental uh, original state of the universe. Uh, That's a question that uh, I would like to explore over the coming episodes. So the second text is from the Midrash, from the stories from the rabbis, from Midrash Tehilim, Midrash of Psalms 104.4, and also uh, we should cross-reference Bereshit Rabbah 3.4. And I'm just going to read the English. 
Rabbi Shimon, son of Rabbi Yehud Sadak, asked Rabbi Shmuel, son of Nachman, how did the Blessed Holy One create the light? He replied, he wrapped himself in a white talit, and the world shone from his light. He said this to him in a whisper. Rabbi Shimon said, isn't that stated explicitly in the Bible? Wrapped in light like a cloak? Psalms 104.2. I'm surprised that you whispered it. Rabbi Shmuel replied, as I received it in a whisper, so I told it to you in a whisper. So the question that comes up from this text is, what does it mean to transmit a teaching in a whisper? I think that implies a secret mystical teaching that is known to few. And Rabbi Shimon is saying, well, isn't this just a teaching that's known to everybody straight from the book of Psalms? And Rabbi Shmuel says, actually, I received this in a whisper. So there is a deeper mystical meaning to this idea of light that God created the world with, or that God shone in the world in the beginning of time. And I think this is expanded upon in the next text, and this text is from Vayikra Rabbah, Ecclesiastes Rabbah 11.7. Again, I'll just read the English. Rabbi Yehuda, son of Rabbi Shimon, said, With the light created by the Blessed Holy One on the first day, a person could gaze and see from one end of the world to the other. When the Holy One foresaw the corruption of the generation of Enosh and the generation of the Flood, God immediately hid it away from them, as is written, The light of the wicked is withheld. Job 38.15 Where did God hide it? In the Garden of Eden, as is said, Light is sown for the righteous, joy for the upright in heart. Psalm 97. 11. And I think we see from this text that there's something special about this light, uh, something mystical about this light that is beyond time and beyond space. Because it says you could gaze and see from one end of the world to the other. One end of the world is olam, and olam can mean world, it can also mean universe, and it can also be all of time and space. So there's something that transcends time and space about this light. There's something very mystical about this light that uh, is beyond time and beyond space, which is perhaps a little taste of the infinite light of Ein Sof which existed in the beginning of time. And there's something hidden about this light. Not everybody has access to this light, except for the righteous. Right, the tzaddikim. The tzaddikim is somebody who is really, has attained enlightenment uh, in the sense of, right, they've attained enlightenment, they've attained this inner hidden light, this Or Haganuz. The next text, the fourth text, is 
from the Babylonian Talmud, Chagiga 12a. Rabbi Yehuda said in the name of Rav, Adam, the first human being, extended from one end of the world to the other. As is written, ever since God created Adam, a human, on the earth, from one end of heaven to the other, has anything as great as this ever happened, or has anything like it ever been heard? Has any people heard the voice of God speaking from the midst of the fire, as you yourself have heard, and remained alive? Deuteronomy 4, 32-33 Once Adam sinned, God placed God's hand on him, on them, and made them smaller. So there's this idea here that in the beginning of time, Adam was extending from one end of the olam, of time and space, to the other. That, that Adam, in Adam's self, was somehow encompassing, encompassing the whole universe. Again, maybe beyond time as well as beyond space. Uh, and when the quote-unquote sin happened in the garden, uh, the human being, humanity was made smaller, not to encompass all of the universe. And there's also this idea in Kabbalah, which is hinted at here, that Adam contains all of the souls of all of humanity to ever come into being. Uh, they, they use the word the goof. The goof means the body. It's the goof, it's the body of Adam from which all of the souls of humanity are taken. And I guess the presumption is also that this Adam was an amalgamation of all humanity, uh, all of the souls of all humanity that extended from one end of time and space to another. And it was made to be smaller. It was made to be individuals, perhaps, in bodies through the process of what happened in the Garden of Eden, that separation that happened in the Garden of Eden. Now I'm going to move into some Kabbalah, some mystical texts. Those were sort of rabbinic texts and Torah texts. The first one is from Zohar, 1121b, also known as Midrash Han'elam. And again, I'll just read the English. It does start, Ta'chaze, come and see, as most many sections from the Zohar start. Ta'chaze, come and see, Rabbi Yehuda said, Adam's image and beauty was like the radiance of the highest heaven above the other heavens, like that light hidden away by the Blessed Holy One for the righteous in the world to come. So perhaps here we get a little bit of, a, of an indication that maybe those, those souls, which were the souls of humanity that were in Adam, uh, contained that radiance. Maybe that light that was hidden away was actually the souls. Uh, that light was a little piece of God, a little piece of infinity, something that transcended time and space that was in the souls 
that was all of Adam, and maybe as Adam was put into the bodies of all of humanity, that little piece of inf infinite light and souls as a potential was put in each one of us to access through our becoming a tzaddik, becoming enlightened. Uh, so there's a potential there for enlightenment in each human being as that light, that Or Haganuz, that hidden light, is hidden away. Which also begs the question, what practices do we engage in in order to re-access that Or Haganuz, that hidden light? The next one is from the Zohar also. Zohar 2, 148b to 149a. And again, I'll just read the English. God said, let there be light, and there was light. Genesis 1, 3. Rabbi Yossi said, that light was hidden away, and it is reserved for the righteous in the world to come, as has been established, for it is written, light is sown for the righteous. Psalms 97, 11. That light never functioned in the world except for the first day. Afterwards, it was hidden away and performed no more. Rabbi Yehuda said, If it were completely hidden, the world would not exist for even one moment. Rather, it was hidden and sown like a seed that generates offspring and fruit, and by which the world is sustained. There is not a day without something emerging from it into the world and sustaining all, and by this the Blessed Holy One feeds the world. And everywhere that Torah is studied at night, one ray issues from that hidden light and is drawn upon those absorbed in her, as is written, By day Yudhevavhe ordains their love, and in the night their song is with me. Psalm 42.9 Since the first day it has not been revealed, but it certainly does perform in the world, renewing every day the act of creation. So there's the statement that this light no longer functions in the world after that first day. And then there's a disagreement that says actually the world couldn't exist without that light. So even though that light is hidden away and is like a seed in the souls of humanity, it is still sustaining the world. Even though it might be hidden, it is still providing sustenance to the world. It still performs creation in the world, renewing every day the act of creation, recreating the world every day. And in a sense, maybe every day really is that first day. The next text is from Shimon Lavi Ketempaz 1, 121b. My teacher taught me that Adam resembled the primordial light that was hidden away. Afterward, a thread-thin ray appeared, giving soul to the people on earth and spirit to those who walk thereon. Isaiah 42.5 For if a little of the light had not reappeared, the world could not endure. I cannot expand on this, for so have I been commanded. So I think, again, this is pointing towards what I said before, that within the souls of humanity is a little piece of that hidden light, or haganus, that primordial light, 
that each person that walks on the earth, each human, has a little access to that light. Uh, and our bringing that light into the world helps the world to, to go on. Uh, and he says, I cannot expand on this. And I think that's also saying that this is actually a hidden mystical teaching, as was hinted at in the second text from the rabbis in a whisper. Right? This is this is not something that is meant for everybody to know. It is a whispered lineage, a whispered teaching. The next text is also from Shimon Lavi Ketem Paz 1124C. With the appearance of the light, the universe expanded. With its concealment, all individual existence came into being. This is the secret of the act of creation. One who understands will understand. So there's a sense that the creation of the universe was intertwined with the appearance of this light. But then individual existence was intertwined with the concealment of this light. Right? So it being hidden away is how we became the multiplicity of, of beings, of human beings, to have individual souls. Perhaps originally when it was just the soul of Adam, it was one great light. Right, one great soul, but then it became individual souls. And that individuation is the secret of individual existence and is the secret of why this concealment was necessary in order to create individuals in the world. Right? And this is the secret of the act of creation. And when they say one who understands will understand, that's also an indication of it's a phrase hamevin yavin that the that the person who is uh, has been uh, given this mystical secret, this mystical whispered lineage, this whispered teaching will will understand what I'm talking about. Um, and and otherwise, it's sort of just being hinted at here. The last text here is from Moshe Cordovero. 16th century Kabbalist, Pardes Rimonim, 5.4 and 25d. When powerful light is concealed and clothed in a garment, it is revealed. Though concealed, the light is actually revealed. For were it not concealed, it could not be revealed. This is like wishing to gaze at the dazzling sun. Its dazzle conceals it, for a person cannot look at its overwhelming brilliance. Yet, when he conceals it, looking at it through screens, he can manage to see with his eyes and not be harmed. So it is with emanation, for by concealing and clothing itself, it reveals itself. So there's a dance here between concealing and revealing concealing and revealing the mystical teaching about the light, but also concealing and revealing the light. And in order for something to be revealed, it has to be revealed only to the degree that can be grasped by the person who is um, receiving it, 
right? Receiving either the teaching or the light. And so it, ha it has to be in a reduced or moderated format. Just like when you look at the sun, uh, you can't look directly at the sun, you have to look through something, uh, some sort of shield. Uh, and this is similar to how Moses, when he re received the light on Mount Sinai, uh, he came down uh, and his face was shining and he had to put a mask in front of his face. Uh, and this is par part of what it's saying is that in order for this light, this infinite light, this Orhaga news, this hidden light to be revealed, it actually had to be partially concealed. And the teaching about it had to be partially concealed. And this is the deep mystical teaching here that each one of us has access to this light, to the capacity that we can receive it in this world. And if we were each to receive that light, all of it, all at once, we, we couldn't stand it, we couldn't bear it. We might, um, we might go mad, we might die, we might um, not even understand it, right? And so each one of us will receive this light according to our capacity to receive it. And I'll end with this blessing. May each one of us in this month of Kislev receive the light to whatever degree we're capable of capable of receiving the light and may each one of us also increase our capability of seeing the hidden light that is inside of us inside of our souls sustaining the world and creating us and the world at all times until next time this has been the neshama project podcast this is rabbi ben newman hopefully next week we will have Professor Daniel Matt to talk about some of these issues. Take care, everybody.